0: Hello everyone, this is Latasha Blanton from The Real South Africa Travel and Tourism. You're going to have the opportunity to travel with Phil Scott to
1: sunny South Africa. You guys are going to have the opportunity to come to Johannesburg and you guys are going to be coming to Durban and we're going to set it up perfectly. It's going to be like a luxury experience for you guys at the same time you're going to be getting some culture and of course you're going to get an opportunity to talk to Phil, hang out with Phil and get his views on Africa and South Africa.
0: You're also gonna get an opportunity to explore the lifestyles here that are available in South Africa. And we're gonna do all that for you in an amazing 10 days. We do hope that you go to the website and book because we do look forward to seeing you here.
1: Absolutely, our website is therealsouthafrica.com. Go there, scroll down, you'll see a picture of Phil and just go ahead and book there. So we'll see you here in what we like to call sunny Sunny South South Africa. Africa.
0: africans are waking up they're quickly realizing that the problems that they have on the african continent are partly to blame on themselves and poor leadership but they're not solely the cause of their own problems um after slavery came colonialism and now neocolonialism and it has its own repercussions and unfortunately the part that suffers the most is the economy and the trickle-down effect is felt by Africans. So the schools that you're seeing around are not just schools. They're Africans saying, this is our homeland, this is our resources, and they're going to work for us moving forward.
1: I like to think, if I were to use the biblical terms, this is a revelation, a revelation among black people. They're waking up and realizing that what has been happening is wrong, is wrong, is wrong, and change must come. And for true change to come, it must be brought by by the people. What you are seeing is an African electorate that is now awoken, that is informed. They understand the real issues. In the past, Africans have been misinformed, misled, and given false information and being thrown a shiny object and being told only the African heads of states are the problem. But now they understand the the invisible hand and the role that the invisible hand is playing to make sure that Africa remains where they want Africa to be. The African heads of states, particularly those uh, heads of states of the former French colonies, majority of them were just puppets put in place to continue the same French legacy, which basically boxed them in, where it said you have no control of your military, you have no control of your natural resources, you have no control of your finances, and if you continue from those three areas, You are free to rule your country any which way you want. What power does that prison have?
0: Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our Conversations. My name is Enduro Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love coming on here, having conversations with you guys about black people, Africans, our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage i was watching an interview by dr i think by now you guys know like she's one of my favorite speakers and you know i think i enjoy listening to her because every time she just comes with a new and fresher perspective about the things that are happening on the african continent and it's important to shade light to some of these things because for a long time our story has been told for us and it's time that we begin telling our stories our own selves using our own words so there have been several coups that have been happening on the african continent and um, the rest of the world in the global west particularly their media is just reporting it as that their coups is political instability this africans cannot even adhere to democracy what democracy the president of um, guinea asked this question at the united nations general assembly what democracy are you always talking about the democracy that you imposed on us the democracy that we did not have a say in, the democracy that is tailor-made to feed the West and doesn't factor in all the things that make Africa unique and different from the West, that's the democracy you're talking about. And I like that um, Dr. Arikana Chihwambore broke down why people celebrating the coups. You know, it's almost covered as if yeah people are in support of impunity we we have little to no regard for democratically elected institutions institutions that we elected that no longer serve us and we are saying no to those institutions we are crucified at a global platform and dr Chiombori says this is an awakening for africans africans are beginning to see the light they're beginning to realize that there's so many forces at play here They're beginning to wake up to the fact that despite the fact that our continent got independence, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, we have never actually been free. We've never been free and we might never actually be free if we do not stand up to the new phase of neocolonialism. I'll give you a practical example because she's going to expand it in her soundbite. When Kenya was going for elections in the year 2012, I remember the US and the UK kept saying something like, choices have consequences to me this leaders that we see you people putting in office are not people that we are in favor of right and if you put them in office we are going to make it difficult for them to serve you and so please put whoever we want in office so that we can do whatever it is we want with your country and then give you some small money in form of aid and donations and this cuts across board this cuts across board we are seeing african presidents do anything for western approval and then the west helps them perpetuate cycle of abuse yes two or three leaders are going to benefit their families their children will get to study abroad they can get property easily they can get proper health care abroad because they've sold out their people and the resources that should have been used to build their own country are going to build other countries you know so it's high time that africans are are portrayed in the global media as an awakening mass, as people that truly understand that what is happening on their continent is tragic and the West in their neocolonialism tactics are being aided and abated by democratically elected institutions. And that's why people are standing up against these institutions. We're seeing Ghanaians out in the streets. There's no coup, but they're out in the streets protesting what's happening in their country. Kenya has always taken to the streets. South Africa has been in the streets. So let us not minimize coups and make them look like, or make Africans look like they do not know the meaning of democracy. Africans are just smart enough to know when democracy is not working for them.
1: There is a serious problem for the West, for sure. Uh, I think the West did not see it coming. However, it was very naive of the Western nations to think that the exploitation of Africa was going to continue unabated forever. The West is definitely, um, if I may use four letter words, not so kind. They may be pissing in their pants because what's happening in Africa is indeed a revolution and a revolution that's way past due. So you see it as a revolution, but what kind of revolution is it in the sense that um, do you think this is throwing off a repression from France, from the United States, from other nations? What kind of revolution do you see is underway? Well, I like to think if I were to use the biblical terms, this is a revelation, a revelation among black people. They are waking up and realizing that what has been happening is wrong, is wrong, is wrong. And change must come, and for true change to come, it must be brought by by the people. What you are seeing is an African electorate that is now awoken, that is informed. They understand the real issues. In the past, Africans have been misinformed, misled, and given false information, and being thrown a shiny object, and being told only the African heads of states are the problem. But now they understand. The the invisible hand and the role that the invisible hand is playing to make sure that Africa remains where they want Africa to be. The African heads of states, particularly those uh, heads of states of the former French colonies, majority of them were just puppets put in place to continue the same French legacy, which basically boxed them in where it said you have no control of your military. You have no control of your natural resources. You have no control of your finances. And if you continue from those three areas, you are free to rule your country any which way you want. What power does that president have? And in the past, any president has tried to back the system and do something about taking control of the financial resources. And I'm talking about African countries depositing their bank reserves with France. I'm talking about African countries um, giving up their natural resources No value addition, France having first right of refusal for all the natural resources discovered yet to be discovered. France companies having first right of refusal for all contracts, uh, large, small, private, public. France having military presence in those countries. And France having the ability to invade them in the event that they feel their interests are being violated. France making sure that those countries can only be trained by France, the military can only be trained by France. Uh, the uh, uh, the, the equipment, equipment can only be bought from France. Come on now. Our people didn't understand all this. <clears throat> so we can change African heads of states in those former French colonies like we change clothes. If those fundamentals are not addressed, nothing is going to change. The Africans now understand where the real problem is. The real problem, like I've always said, The biggest risk to peace and security in Africa is France. Let's make no mistake about that. We have other former colonizers. Yes, they still have a stronghold in Africa through their their multinational companies that continue to siphon billions out of Africa every year. We are aware of that. But the biggest problem when it comes to former French colonies is France. Its roots are so entrenched in those countries, and now France is trying to expand into other nations. Until we address those agreements, African countries were forced to sign. Nothing, and I mean nothing we do, is going to bring us the true economic liberation, which is what Africa needs, which is what Africa was denied when African countries were being given their independence. We are now dealing with an African electorate that understands what is really going on in Africa. One of
0: the leaders whose books I have read is Thomas Sankara. You should find literature and material on that man and read. He was a true pan-African at heart and a very bold and brave leader. One of his popular sayings was, you either have to decide if you are going to drink champagne or if the masses are going to have clean water. That is the problem that we have on the African continent. Very few leaders are drinking champagne and champagne that comes from, you know, the West. And then the rest of us are left with dirty drinking water because a couple of people has, have sold us out and for very little for their own personal gains. And this is just figure of speech. But when we look at it in practical sense, how is it that many African politicians are very rich? How? how is it that many african politicians get access to the best of the very best things on the african continent things that their salaries cannot afford and note that african politicians are some of the highly most paid people on the african continent and the west aids them the west enables them they feed into that grid and then they leverage that grid um when al jazeera did the documentary gold mafia Presidents were implicated. Presidents were implicated. The president of Zimbabwe was implicated. The president of Ghana was implicated. Right now, if you look at the Ghana gold mines, Anglo Ashanti Gold owns almost all the gold in the country. The gold in Ghana doesn't belong to Ghanaians. Um, There was a time one of the sheikhs in um, the Saudis was joking with the President of Ghana saying all of your gold is here, like technically you guys should be very rich because most of the gold that we sell here comes from your country. You understand? So Africa is rich in resources, but there are very few greedy leaders. And the West likes such people. And when they find such people, they'll explore and exploit that loophole to get as much as they can out of that system before they're found out.
1: The performance that you're talking about is the performance of what Nigerian minerals are doing to French education, to French healthcare, to French infrastructure. You tell me why is it that 95% of Nigerian uh, uranium is powering over 30% of, uh, of, of France, while over 70% of Nigerians have no electricity? How is that okay? How is even President Bazoum proud of himself with that fact? There is no development in in, in Niamey. I was in Niamey a few years ago when we had the uh, AU summit. It was pitiful to see the level of underdevelopment that Niger has. There is no development in Niger. Let's make no mistake about it. Niger is the second poorest country in Africa, in the world, in fact. So how can President uh, Bazoum be proud of himself what development is he talking about? You're talking about developing France? There is no development in Niger. One of the poorest countries on earth. And of course, IMO would love them. World Bank would love them. France would love him. Because he is allowing the pilferage, the exploitation to continue. And that's why the people are rising up to say, if you can't stand up to the bullies and tell them that the exploitation can no longer continue, and look, President Macron in the face and say, President Macron, how is it okay that my money, my bank reserves, my natural resources are funding French education, are funding French French healthcare, are funding French infrastructure? How is that okay, President Macron? Answer us. Africans in Niger, they want to know. So when you tell me that he is favored by the West, it makes sense but he's definitely not favored by the people because there is no development. Let's be serious here. Let's stop pushing lies about what's happening. They know the expectation is happening. It's happening in Niger, it's happening in Burkina Faso, it's happening in Mali, it's happening in every African country. Let's make no mistake about this. We're sick and tired of giving up our lunch to Western nations. African children, they need to eat too. African children need to go to school. African children need good healthcare systems. Behind all that abuse, we need to let the Western world know that there are millions of African children who are going hungry, millions of African children who are dying, millions of women, African women, who are dying, giving birth to another life, millions of African youth who are unemployed, all because the Western world is continuing with the agenda of exploitation, exploitation and exploitation of the African continent. That era is over. Well, and we're it. coming together as Africans and saying, enough is enough. This has got to stop. Well, I think that when
0: Dr. Arikana Hombori speaks, everything that she says is point blank on period. There's nothing that you can add. Anyway, I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are. Comment down below in the comment section what you make of this video and the sentiments of Dr. Arikana I'll see you again in the next video.